It's January 5th, 2021, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Welcome to 2021, everybody. I I'm, cannot believe I actually didn't say 2020 when I was doing the intro to this. I was, I was sure I was going to mess that up because I caught myself writing 20 on some stuff yesterday. And I'm like, okay, get with it. It's the new year. Just focus a little bit, I guess. But but yesterday, in all fairness, was the first day back at work. So I will just chalk that up to, to new year snafu and move forward. But Thank you guys again for joining us. We hope you had a great holiday. And I'm going to let Matt kick us off today because Matthew had his first, first, I guess, I don't know if it's a new experience, but but his first crack at something as an architect. And we thought it might be interesting to, to share that with you guys. So Matthew, take it away. Today, we're going to start the year off highlighting continuing education for architects. <laughs> Why are we starting the year off talking about something so dull? Well, because if you're a procrastinator like the two of us, you'll understand. For the vast majority of architects, the weeks before and after Christmas are usually occupied with us scrambling to start or complete any remaining continuing education courses before January 1st. I know in our office, the scramble is is a yearly tradition that everybody participates in well i suspect it's the same thing for for a lot of offices and of course i've caught myself doing it more than once um including in key west getting there on vacation and realizing i still had credits to complete so not my favorite thing to do but but you have to do it so there we go and if you're if you're new to the industry or you're just tuning into the podcast so so let's talk a little bit about what continuing education credits are i mean they are exactly what they sound like because there are certain professions like architects, but also educators, doctors, nurses, engineers. I know lawyers have to do this too, even accountants, that will require that you have a certain amount of professional development each year to retain your license. Since this was Matt's first year, this is his first time having to complete CE requirements. We thought it might be kind of fun to just take a deeper look into just what goes into, into a continuing education credit for an architect. Because and also not just about talking to you about what CE credits are, but but at the same time, it's it's this is Matthew's first run through for this, and and I will say he did a pretty good job of managing it. I, I don't know that I did so well my first year, but what we we'll want what we'll want to talk about we we'll want to talk about some of the highlights from this year's round of credits and the things that we found enjoyable about our our topics that we chose. We're also going to throw in some random sort of did you know facts here because some of some of these were just. So some of them were too good to leave buried in a random online course. And then we'll finally highlight some of the more ridiculous, weird moments that make you shake your head about the whole process. And then with our take on this year's crop of CEs and improvements to the system just in general. Yeah, this was my first year doing CEs and, and I found it to be fairly enjoy uh, a fairly enjoyable cram session. I honestly didn't think I'd ever have any more of those after leaving school. But yeah, there it is. I, I I enjoyed the the broad variety of topics to choose from, and and I was able to hit a lot of topics that I was interested in, including several issues and subjects we have previously covered on the podcast, including rain barrels, CR rain barrels versus solar panels, 
um, and, and, and revising zoning laws to help with climate change. That, I think that one came up in our Q&A session. But, but some of the fun things I learned from my water collection and rain barrel CE that I just felt like I had to share because this is a show about architecture and geeking out about said architecture <laughs> was rainwater can be substituted for over 65% of household water usage, even if it is only used for outdoor irrigation and flushing toilets. And to me, that's just huge. Like everyone can have an environmental impact, even on a residential scale. Like everybody's got a, a house or apartment or something like that, that that you can tap into for for even small changes like that. I I, I think that that was a pretty that was pretty cool for me, especially doing after all, especially after doing all that the research for the the rain barrel episode. That 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 just added. That was just I, the the icing on top of the cake for for that one. And then also, did you know that a 10,000 square foot office building can produce over 15,000 gallons of water per year from the AC system alone? I mean, again, that, that to me, just wow, it's a lot of water just from the AC system. <laughs> but again, this is me, just, this is just the architect in me geeking out through the seas. But it was also definitely a good one for me to, to, to choose to, to do. And maybe I'm only enjoying it this much because I haven't been worn down by the years of CEs. I, I know I've definitely talked to a few architects who I know just want to get through this and move on with life. Were you, were you, did you fall into that category or did you actually enjoy your particular course from your end of the year CE marathon? I think, I think you hit a point where sometimes as an architect, I mean, this is, so I've been licensed since 2008. So this is my 11th year to have to do credits. And at this point, it's just, you know, I I would love to say there was something that I took that I was just like, oh, wow, this is super, super fascinating. But this is one of those years where it's just, I need to get through this and get it done and out of the way. And part of the problem is that most of the times you're picking up your continuing education stuff at conferences. But we all know what happened with conferences this year. Everything went online. And I think the likelihood of people actually really going online and attending the conferences probably dropped significantly. So instead of being in that sort of environment where it's all architecture for eight hours a day and you're taking these CEUs and and you can really, because most of these architecture conferences have a theme, you can really sort of pick the sessions that you are really, really interested in not the sessions you just have to take to complete your uh, education requirements. For me, this is one of those years where really it was just about going online, taking my credits, getting it done, and picking topics that I knew covered my health, safety, and welfare aspects. So yeah, I, I, I would hate to say it that way, but, but I'm sure I'm not the only architect. In fact, I did see someone post something commenting that the the American Institute of Architects really should have just dropped requirements for this year because of course the with the conferences they even they, they even canceled their conference and to the point where they didn't have an online conference either there was very what, what they offered for this year was super super limited so so yeah I hate hate to say that but I don't I wish I'd really found something I enjoyed this year because I there have been years where I've taken some online courses that have just been, really, really fascinating. But, you know, this year, 
holidays were coming up and I just needed to get through it. So, so no, I, I, I don't have anything good to say. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I mean, I guess we can just chalk that up to 2020 at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we can. And, and, and while there have been some good moments in, in at least my CDs, <laughs> we, we also had some weird moments, things that really just made you scratch your head and go, huh? And an example that really embodied this for me was I took one CE course that dealt with automated parking garages. And I took it because I, I've, I've always been interested in, in including new technology into buildings. And, and it's a really cool technology that has really matured to the point where it's not just exclusive to the uber-rich residential towers in Dubai, where I felt like it was most often advertised. But the author of this particular credit was trying a little too hard to sell them. For instance, and this is this is what I'm got. This is I'm, I'm paraphrasing from the, from the ZE. Did you know that an automated parking garages are environmentally friendly? Did you know that they help protect against COVID nineteen? Did you know that they save developers money? You know, interestingly, there is a case to be made for for saving developers money, but I found it laughable at best that. The automated parking garages are good for the environment or that they could help in the fight against a deadly virus. But, hey, maybe maybe that's just me. <laughs> well, I, I took, I think, probably the same course, I want to say last year. And, of course, this is pre-pandemic. And there was no mention. And it was fascinating. It absolutely was fascinating what they're doing with parking structures and automated parking and stuff. But of course, there's no mention in there about it, you know, helping to protect against COVID-19. And I can see kind of the stretch for it because it's automated. You're not interacting with people, blah, blah, blah. However, there are some things to do tend to get to be a bit of a stretch. And the thing for me this year was there was a really great, um, there's, I don't want to say great, it's great Uh, (laughs) There's a course about universal design that was sponsored by Marvin Windows and Doors, and the sponsored by really is important to this particular thing. And what happens is with, with the credits is a company can sponsor a, a credit and develop a credit, but you're not allowed to promote your own product within it. You can't you know, say this is the Marvin blah, 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 blah window or the Marvin blah, blah door. You have to be very universal in what you're talking about, but kind of ironic because this is, Around, built around the idea of, you know, of universal design and the idea that you're designing spaces and products that you can that can be used and are safe for everyone. Anyone who encounters that design, regardless of age, height, medical condition, this is going to be something that's good for them. But another principle of this whole universal design is that you're also talking about products that are affordable to everyone. And yeah, while the CE was you know pretty informative about the topic. The areas where they really chose to highlight certain designs or products were anything but universal. There was an entire section, and this is where the product stuff comes in, because it's about how these really sleek glass and steel sliding doors with a minimal floor protrusion were really great for universal design. And and they're the kind of doors that you often see in modernist architecture. Of course, if if you're looking through any of the magazines, you'll see the pictures and go, oh, okay, now I know what you're talking about because they're thin and they're elegant 
and and they're really beautiful. But when it comes to the affordable part of universal design, these doors are anything but, because a lot of them that they advertise, you're talking about products that are a thousand dollars a linear foot. So a, a twelve foot opening is going to cost you anywhere from twelve grand on up. And so if you're talking about this sort of universal design and the affordability aspects, this is not something that's cheap. So there's these. It was just weird as this sort of dissonance because there's this very expensive examples littered throughout their presentation and and they just they just really didn't embody what they were talking about. And of course, it's there because Marvin was doing the the continuing education credit. They wanted to show off their product even though they couldn't say their name. So so yeah, it, it's it ended up being slightly ironic with the focus on accessibility ability for everyone, for Marvin to be showing these types of, of windows or these types of doors and really talking about the whole universal design thing. And and they're not the only ones that have done that because there have been with any continuing edu- education session, there's, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, and there's always something out there. That's a bit of a challenge. The biggest thing for me has been at conferences where we are, Part of our credits were required to get an accessibility credit. So think about, you know, wheelchair, handicap accessible, that that notion, plus sustainability. But there was one year that I was at a conference and they had two accessibility sessions and that was it. So everybody had to have that credit showed up. And we're talking 500 people in a room, first thing in the morning, they're playing soft jazz and then they started to dim the lights and ready for the presentation. So we're sitting there for 15 minutes with dim lights and soft jazz at first thing in the morning. I'm telling you, the Starbucks I had in my hand did absolutely nothing to help keep me awake. But when it comes comes to improving the process, there is second part to this, I guess. Um, I have been sitting on the Practice Management Knowledge Community Advisory Board for four years now. And one of the things that we wanted to, we've been trying to push is this idea that we not only need to get our health, safety, welfare credit, we also need to get a practice credit in there somewhere because most architects don't focus on management. They don't fo- focus on the practice of architecture. They're actually focused on doing the architecture. So we've been pushing to get a practice credit in there. So it's HSWNP for practice. But, um, of course, you know, we're we're way down the <laughs> I guess way down the the line on actually making that happen, but that's that's one of those processes that we really think needs to change that that we need to start including that within everything else and and I know Matthew this is this is your your first experience. So out of all that, what do you think? I mean, is it, where do you see improvements possibly happening? Do you know? So, I I <sighs> I don't think I have enough experience with these to to have an idea of where you know just specific improvements like that can be made. That that one's actually a pretty good one. However, I I, I, I would like to see the CE credits diversify as far as how they were obtained. I I found many written articles, some webinars, PowerPoint PowerPoint presentations that were all ready to give me an hour's credit for my time reading or, or watching whatever presentation came up. But what about YouTube videos or, or even podcasts? There, there really is quite a diversity to how we get this type of knowledge nowadays. And 
I was somewhat disappointed that it was difficult or nearly impossible to find any kind of CE credit given from a, a podcast or a YouTube video. Because I remember studying for my architecture exams, and, and often when I didn't understand a concept or needed a visual aid, I would go to YouTube and, and get the information there. And there's some very high quality videos with, with good information that, that you can find on YouTube if you know where you're looking. And my architecture exams honestly didn't care where I got the information as long as I passed the tests. So as long as we're licensing people who learn this way, I, 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 to me, it seems like we should be able to get CE credits this way too, as long as it's from you know a reputable source and, and the material can be verified in some some way. I, I know I'm adding ten tons of bureaucracy to it, but I think there's there's other ways of obtaining CEU credits that 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 could be valuable and especially just expanding the pool of what's available for us to hit up at the end of the year. <laughs> well, you know, I hadn't really thought about that, the, the whole idea of, of how, how people are learning because yeah, I, I, I do know other people who have, have gone out to YouTube to learn, Oh, this is how this works. This is what this does. I even watched, um, watched, a I won't say intern, but technically not an intern, but anyway, um, guy that was working in our office for the semester um, for his study for school. Anyway, we were having him do something in Excel and he hadn't really used Excel a lot. So he was online on YouTube looking at how to do things. And it was just such a, such a disconnect because we, we had never thought about doing that. We never thought about going out to YouTube and, and looking for something. And, and I, I know that the national organization and even, even the state state organizations will let you do self-directed credits where I think you could like read a read an article in a magazine or something, and I'm wondering if that's something that eventually needs to expand to other types of I want to say programming, but I guess that's the right word, really. You know, whether it's YouTube, whether it's through some other social media aspect, I don't know. But yeah, I I think that would be an interesting change to that process to see how how we can start incorporating those other things, because yeah, every everyone learns differently, everyone gets their information differently, and that would be a great great opportunity to do that. But but I'm glad you made it through the first year of doing this. And and I I was laughing. I mean it's it's eleven o'clock at night and you're texting me about, hey, I'm doing this. Can can you, you know, can I do this and this at the same time? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I was trying to I, I was trying to bundle my my ADA and my sustainability credits all into one, and it just you had to squish that particular thought of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I felt kind of bad about that, but I was like, nope, nope, you got to do the whole shebang, unfortunately. But but that's that's I, I'm glad you've had the experience, and now we know what to expect this next year, and hopefully. With the vaccine, things will start getting back to being conferences again, and, and you can get a different experience around continuing education because you really, really, I think there are people who hate to attend conferences and they just don't want to do it. But I think there are really, really some benefits to it. So so we'll see how the year shakes out. But in the meantime, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And and Matthew, thank you for sharing the stuff about the CEs because I honestly I, I just don't think about it anymore because it's it's been long enough to to do it. So if you guys have have your own experiences you want to share, please feel free to email us. You can reach me at Larry at spotteddogarchitecture.com 
or you can always reach me at Twitter and Instagram at Spotted Dog Arch or on Facebook, Spotted Dog Architecture. Any of those, any of those are, are possible contacts for me if you want to share what your experience with the continuing education has been. And of course, if you want to reach Matthew, you can do that at... Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ArchGeekMatt, and you can visit our website at architecturegeeks.com. Instagram is at ArchGeeksPodcast, and our new Gmail account for the Architecture Geeks is architecturegeeks100 at gmail.com. Yeah, I don't say if you can't find us, you're not looking hard enough, I guess. <laughs> I guess. But again, thank you guys for joining us. Happy New Year. We hope you'll be with us next week. We're going to start talking about our international series. We're going to jump into London and talk about some of the things that have been happening there and some really unusual things that just seem way out of scale. But we'll get to that. Anyway, hope you guys are doing well, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.